Starting. We are recording. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is strange. I'm looking at a man drinking a beer in a closet right now. How are you, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Jeff... No, wrong show. Life is funny. We have an interesting episode today. I was challenged to a debate from an old friend of mine. I've, I've hung out with this man on the rooftop in D.C. I've eaten cheese bread in a bunk bed in Madison with him. I don't want to, <laughs> I guess, more details would be needed, but that's okay. We'll leave it there just to make everyone feel weird. This man challenged me. Not only does he share my name, uh, but he also shares my home state. And he also likes golf, but a different type of golf. And that's what today's episode is about. Today, I'm debating a man named Jeff Liu on which golf is better. Regular golf or disc golf? We're holding for applause right now, Jeff. Okay, great. Okay, Jeff, I will let you start with your opening st- your opening statements if you'd like to go. First of all, how are you? I don't want to. I don't want to jump in. Are you Are you doing okay? I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah, it's an honor to be here as a avid avid Jeff Weekly podcastman follower and now a Life Is Funny follower. It is. It feels good to be on the show and participating. So thank you for having me, and thank you for being willing to. To step up to this debate, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. I feel like you—you you probably are going to win, but that's okay. Um, yeah, and you—you you guys always you and okay. So for the listeners, a good friend I met back in City Year. Her name is Emily. Um, they are married. Jeff and Emily are married to each other. They're two really good friends. I might have known them for years. Um, and they're—I think they're the two longest listeners to the show, which uh, tells you about what they got going on mentally. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> Are you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I mean, I guess I'll start off just by a quick with a quick explanation for those who are unfamiliar with disc golf. Um, basically, it is it has similar rules to golf, where you try to get something into a a hole or a basket for this game, and it's something that you try to do in the least strokes possible. And so there are baskets located uh, around like a park or a ski lodge and, you know, designated holes and you just try to get it in there in as few shots as possible. So opening statement, it's pretty short. Um, I'm thinking that we will expand on this as we continue our debate, but basically I'm arguing that because it has, a lower barrier to entry than regular golf. Disc golf is better than golf. That, that that's the opening statement. That's the opening statement because there are there are so many things that I've got to say here. So they all kind of okay. center around this theme around low barrier to entry um, in okay. many many sense of phrase. So we're gonna I'm gonna start it at that and then. I'm very curious to hear what you have on your end. I can't argue there. I really can't argue there. That's, um, you know, I'll, I'll do my opening statement. Um, I don't prepare. I didn't prepare for this at all. Oh, what are you drinking there? Hogarden? Oh, no, I'm drinking the Costco IPA, Kirkland brand. All right. Cheers to you, my friend. I'm having Buffalo Trace bourbon. Oh, Delicious. okay. Okay. Well, are you familiar? I mean, I think this is be like indicative of the debate that we're having 
That is true. Costco beer versus Buffalo Trace. That's true. You're in a <laughs> you were in a tank top. Yeah, this is okay. Fair enough. That I can't argue there. I cannot nice argue. Connect. Like, is there is there a stogie that I'm not seeing? Or I had one earlier. Okay, this, Jeff. This is beside the point. Okay, these are <laughs> beside the point. Man, this is not going well. I haven't even I haven't even done my opening statement yet. This is not going well. Okay, here, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Mister Your Honor, Mister Your Honor. All I can say is that. Golf, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna refer to it as its proper name. I'm not going to insult it by calling it frisbee golf because I know that's offensive. Because it's not a frisbee; it's a disc. Even though frisbee is a disc, these discs are much higher quality. I do love disc golf. I've played many times. I, uh, I enjoy getting high in the woods and throwing discs at, at baskets. It's a lot of fun. But, however, I do. For whatever reason, enjoy golf. Now that you are right, there is a higher barrier of entry. A lot of rich, stupid, snobby people play golf, and they have a lot of country clubs, and they got green fees and things like that. However, it's not as expensive in some areas as it is in others. So, although on average, the the cost of playing golf is pretty high, there are ways poor people like me have been able to play golf. So I guess that's, I don't know, that, that's tit for tat right now, I suppose. I think, that, I mean, I think you make a fair point. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's important to remember that I'm, a, I'm in a position where I, it's not that I, I don't like golf. Um, it's that I just think disc golf is better. And so I think, so it's, an, it's nuanced, but I think it's worth repeating. Sure, sure. Now why, if I may ask, why, what, how long have you been playing disc golf? And what got you into it? And have you ever played real golf? That's two-parter, I guess. Not real golf. I guess that's offensive as well. The the, I, the ball form. Um, so, I think, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of disc golf. I'm definitely not someone that plays a ton. But realistically, I think I started giving it more, um, more focus a couple of years ago. Um, I was introduced to it by some roommates back in back in college. So over 10 years ago now, there was a course in College Park, Maryland, right by where we lived. And they told me about it. And one day we just went and checked it out. And I really loved it. And then I didn't play for like three years. And um, somehow came to own a couple of discs and then went to went to play and remembered how much fun it was and have been going periodically since I have played golf. I am terrible at golf i even took um business golf which was a course at the university of maryland not a golf course a class course at the university of maryland where they taught you how to golf but also how to conduct business while on said golf course that that hurts my feelings wow so i i am i i spent my my extra semester of my senior year playing golf for two credits um so i i am one i'm an i'm a fan make no mistake um but that doesn't mean that i don't have a preference sure sure now on this <laughs> I can't i can't that's crazy that it's a class business on the golf course what, oh, what were lessons it, did you learn like what were the assignments what did you have to do 
There were a couple of things. So in the first half, because it was in the fall and it was nice up until November, it was more focused on playing. And so it was time on the driving range. And then we would go play the course with other classmates. And so that was just a regular golf class. Once it got too cold to go play, we brought it inside. And then it was more about etiquette. So Hmm. questions like, if I am playing with someone that I'm trying to impress or like someone that I'm trying to form a good relationship with, do I let them win if I'm better? Or like, do I, how do I like, you know, should I keep another ball when they, when they hit it to make sure that I know where it is? Should I help them um, clean their sand pit? If um, sand trap, if like when they walk out of it, stuff like that. So just main etiquette, arguably doesn't deserve a class like a full class but um i didn't take it for its academic rigor if you will (laughs) wow okay now this is one of the things that i hate absolutely fucking hate about golf i hate i hate it this is the worst part i'm all about t-shirts and shorts and a hat i have a sun hat that i wear but i got used clubs that i have um I buy the cheap discount balls at Walmart in the bag. And the the thing that I do not like about it is the prestige or the, I don't even know what you would call it. The, not arrogance, but the, I guess the status of golf. The idea that golf is for businessmen, instead of doing actual work, you're spending time on the golf course, conducting business on the golf course. The golf course represents this, this place of power and money and affluence. And I don't, I don't like that. And that, that, I don't think that's the reason I don't like it is because that's not really what golf started out to be, um, and it shouldn't be what golf is. And that's the and it, the culture of golf now is only, you know, pushed that forward with the golf club companies and the the pro tour and and all this stuff. It's only made that more and more unattainable. Which is, I guess, to your point, why disc golf is more easily accessible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, so that part, I will, I will admit to that. And you know, to be fair, I think you make a very great point. And I, I honestly never thought about it this way. But the idea that golf didn't start off that way, and that it's through evolution, through hundreds of years. I yeah. don't know how. I don't know the history of golf, but it has been around for a lot longer than disc golf. Sure. And so, for me to say that disc golf is has humble beginnings like because we're in relatively incomparable ball golf i think that who knows maybe if we had this conversation a couple hundred years from now like these discs are hundreds of dollars and you know tiger woods's great 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 granddaughter is the champ and making hundreds of millions a year playing this game so yeah i think that that's worth noting that golf has gone through ball golf has gone through a lot of a lot of time in existence and has evolved into this and would then didn't start off that way right right now uh if you all want to listen those who are listening jeff introduced me to uh, a malcolm gladwell episode of his podcast um what's the title of, i forget the title of the show it's called revisionist history that's right um and he basically talks about golf and he, he focuses around L.A. private golf courses. Um, and he does mention, to his credit, and I'm glad he brought this up, um, 
golf started out in Scotland in the mid 1800s as a as a sport for everyone to play kids women men everybody and they were allowed to play together it's a kind of game where good people and and bad players good players and bad players can play at the same time um and still compete against each other um and it was it was open for basically the at the time people who were not royal just the average citizens of the country um and still St Andrews which is the first golf course in in, in its you know modern day form uh is a is a public park and on Sundays and in the evenings um, you have to let the people pass by before you hit your shot. So it, it's open to the public. Um, and that's what golf is. There are a few places, as or what it was, there are a few places in the country that still keep it that way. Like I played a public golf course in, in Wisconsin where I started playing. All the courses I played at were in public golf courses uh, or public public parks. Um, yeah, so that, that tradition still carries on. However... That's I'd say that's a small sliver of actually I don't know that'd be a good I'd, I'd be interested to see what what the what the number of how the how the golf courses in America are divvied up I do know that a lot of private golf courses um, are having problems because fewer people can afford them there's a lot of money in upkeep a lot of them are going vacant or or just you know going under because there's not enough money and not enough people interested in playing uh, to keep them running so I, I feel like maybe perhaps. Golf is coming back to its roots, but we shall see. Um, yeah. Okay, here's, here's a point that I just thought of. Because this is a debate. I don't know. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> this has been a long day. I really... This is more just because I get, I get to catch up with you. Um, <laughs> there, there would... I, I question you with this, sir. Would there be disc golf if there were not golf? Hmm. Um... Possibly not, but that's not what we're debating here. Once again, <laughs> okay, okay, I mean, okay, all right. I mean, but okay, but it's a fair, it's a fair point, right? Because the, I, okay, so well, okay, I'll make that point later. Disc golf's rules are very closely aligned with ball golf, so it is difficult for me to conceive that this would come up on its own without any inspiration or influence from ball golf. You know, we have drivers and mid-ranges and putters as discs. You know, the courses are crafted in a way that you you know, based on its difficulty, but like there are greens and fairways and out of bounds, like is very comparable to the setup. Now, this goes on to one of the things that I really don't like about disc golf, which is its name. I think the name absolutely sucks. I think what that would you think? I don't know. I don't like I I don't have a, a better alternative, but I think the fact that it ha it doesn't it doesn't have a, its own name um, bothers me. Because I think it will always live in the shadow of golf unless it has its own name. Um, Interesting. Because I, I think, like, because I think, as you said, it's 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 a, like a variation of golf. Um, and there are a lot of other sports that are coming about that draw influences from previously existing sports or bring multiple sports together and don't use the names of either 
and they kind of become their they brand themselves as their own thing for example one thing that like i don't know if you've seen this yet but there is it's like ping pong but with soccer soccer balls yes i've seen that so it's like it's super it's very interesting and i get a lot of joy out of watching it i haven't watched a ton and i honestly don't remember the name but i'm pretty sure it's not like I don't think ping pong or like table tennis is in the name. Um, so I think that it is difficult for a sport to gain its sort of independence from inspiration. So like table tennis, like if you call it ping pong, it's, I know that's not the official name, but like it almost feel it feels like a separate thing. If you go table tennis, it's like, okay, but it's like tennis on a table. So wow. I will give that point to golf. The name is better. That might be the only point I score in this. I didn't even keep in score. This might be the <laughs> only point that I get. Keep it. I want have to. a moderator. I get we'll people put comments who they think well, <laughs> who won. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Go ahead. I interrupt. Oh, no. I want to I want to go because I will admit that it's been a while since I've played. How? How? If you don't mind disclosing, like how expensive is it around? It depends. So there are the courses that I play at. Um, typically for a cart, I, I try to walk if I can. So push cart, walking eighteen holes. You you could play. You could pay eight or like eighteen to twenty bucks. Um, if you bring your own push cart, then that's that's even cheaper. Riding with the cart that is more expensive. Um, if you ride 18, um, it's typically around like 35 to 40 bucks. That's on the low end. Um, right. In Milwaukee, it was a lot cheaper. Um, however, the, on the higher end of things, like like if you are a member of a country club, um, I think it's minimum like like 30 grand a year to play just for a membership. And then members get to play whenever they want. But you can spend an exorbitant amount of money <laughs> on playing golf. Um, right yeah and then clubs like my my clubs i got for i got a complete set just and i i found the driver for free i found a used driver that i use um i think i think i completed my set for like 200 bucks um and that's mostly in the part of that yeah however if you buy brand new clubs you can get them fitted for yourself you can pay anywhere from like three and a half to five grand for for golf clubs plus Mm -hmm. balls are super expensive shoes if you care about what you wear, then the outfits too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. Can be very expensive. Um, or you can play at a course with no, no, like, you know, dress code or, or anything like that. And you, you know, you walk and you hang out and you're, you're playing 20 bucks. You're out there for four hours. Now, do you ever have to pay for disc golf? I don't think you have. The few times I've paid, I've never, I've never paid. So most of the, a lot of courses are free. There are some nicer ones where you have to pay. The most I've ever paid is about $8. Eight bucks. Uh, yep. And I've seen as high as like 15 but we're talking like top eight in the nation. Like there's, for example, I live in Vermont. There's one in Vermont where there is a pro, pro like circuit. The pro circuit is here. Um, and that's about like $15. Um, wow. And I've never played it, but it that's the most expensive that I've seen. Um, compar- comparably, for equipment, each disc is about 
I mean, it goes from 10 to 20 bucks. You real? I only ever play with three. So, wow. you know, 30 bucks. And as long as I don't lose it, I am pretty golden. Now, if you, now I will say that like, there is a bit of a culture on trying to return, um, this, that are lost and then found if people leave their, put their numbers, name and numbers on the actual discs. So there is, I think there's a push to like, try to get them back. I know there are a lot of people who just take them, um, but there's an effort. So, you know, to lose one, it is, it's not as fun, but I mean, I lose so many, like when I played golf, I lose so many golf balls. Like, oh, I can't man. even. Yeah, yeah, it's but made yeah. expense. Yeah, and and for clothing, you do you can wear whatever you want. So that's I think that you know if we're looking at monetary value, like I don't know, I think it seems to me that it's cheaper to play disc golf than golf. God damn, that's another good point. God, okay, even All right. and, and, and 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 this is a like like I I should step aside for a second and say that I am impressed with your resourcefulness because I honestly thought the numbers were going to be higher and I honestly thought that like it would be no contest but when you started saying like I found a driver I play at like when you said 15 or like 20 bucks for a round like I was like okay well the, you know the cost does not like it's not as extravagant as I thought it was going to be. So right. I applaud well, you for that one. Still a lot more than free, but that's I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's ways to like I I've not had much money in my entire life. So and but I love golf. For whatever reason, I've just I find a lot I'm the kind of guy who if I if there's something that I can do where repetition gets me better at it, all I want to do is that. So sure. like guitar, ukulele, golf whatever, you know, lifting weights or, or things like that, or just the more you do the act and that, that sort of mind space where you can kind of get where you're, you're just doing a repetitive thing and you're still improving. That's the kind of stuff that I like. Um, okay. And that's what got me to golf in the first place. I started out at the driving range, which is like, you know, you can get a hundred balls for like seven bucks and you're just whacking away in the driving range. That's where most people start. Um, and disc golf is similar because there is a learning curve to throwing a disc and throwing it accurately. The major so this, so you have you. I don't even know if I meant to set you up for my perfect segue because you oh, you just absolutely nailed it. Because I wanted to talk about about skill, um, right. and that being a low barrier to entry. So how how long were you on the the driving range like before you went to go? Like I know I know that you know you probably do both in conjunction. Like was there amount of time where you spent learning before you? Went to play around, like a full round. So or, I started. Or, yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna it, just as a clarification, or if if there is a difference, one where you felt confident or comfortable enough playing a full eighteen. Yes, there there was two phases to my golf life. So in high school, I would just I had a driver that I found, um, and I'd go to the Rocky Gorge Golf Course uh, or driving range in Laurel, not too far away from where you live. I'm sure you have been there too. Play that mini golf course. Um, and I would go there 
two or three times a week and, you know, just hit golf balls. And I wasn't very good. That I'd slice the ball and things like that. Then uh, my friend took me out to a golf course way too soon. I didn't have clubs. I had to rent clubs. Uh, and it was horrible. I was terrible. It wasn't any fun. Um, cut to probably about six or seven years later, I started going to the driving range again. Um, and I lived across the street from a golf course. So I would sneak across the street at night. And it was a little par three course. So it was no more than, you know, three par threes on the, on the course. Um, not very far. Pretty easy. And I'd practice there. And then eventually I kind of got the hang of it. It's one of those things where you have to kind of, you have to figure it out yourself. Like you can, you can watch as many videos, but until you get the nuances yourself, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be as good as you can get. So okay. I started, yeah, same with, same with Frisbee too. Um, Cause I, my dad, my dad and I, instead of playing baseball, we played Frisbee. He was an old hippie. So I, I know what it takes to throw Frisbee as well. It's, there's a learning curve. Um, so I, I started playing on the course and I got frustrated that I wasn't doing better. And so I started going to the driving range and watching YouTube videos. And over the course of probably a year, I taught myself how to hit the ball straight. Um, and then once you figure out how to hit the ball straight, then you can kind of play with how far and how hard you can hit it. And then also shaping the ball. And then you got to learn the different clubs. I'd say from where I'm, it took me probably about two years to become proficient where I could play on a course and not lose any balls or only lose like two or three. Well, when you first start out, you lose, God, I don't know, 15, 20 balls around. So, right. yeah, pr- probably probably two or three years, I'd say, before I became good. Okay, two or three years. So, or proficient. I'm not good. Proficient, where I can, no. I can go out and, and enjoy around, you know. Enjoy. So, yeah. So, to the point where you could have fun on the golf course. Right. Okay. So, Plant as I mentioned, sport. you can have fun on the golf course not playing golf. But with the sport, yes, yeah, about two, three. Right. Okay. And so, as I mentioned in my intro, as far as like when I, it. when I, when I started playing, I got introduced because a roommate of mine was like, "Hey, you guys want to go play frisbee golf?" And I was like, "What's that?" And then it was like, "It's like golf, but with frisbees." And I was like, "Okay." Like I didn't call it disc golf then. I, I go back and forth, but I we played around, and I had never held one of these special discs before i have thrown frisbees i'm not good at throwing frisbees but i threw i you know we bought the special discs um and i threw these discs and arguably the scores were bad but the rules were simple and i had so much fun and it wasn't like i think this is where the like elitism of golf kind of the way as far as an, a barrier to entry, because I feel like there is a pressure to perform. Whereas where I was playing disc golf, I was free to be bad. Cause like I did, I'd never played before, but like, you know, there wasn't an expectation there. There was no, like, I don't know, you should be doing this or you should be at getting it in and this many shots, like there was a par, but like we didn't pay attention to that. And then, you know, I think that that was a really, that set up the environment that made it really fun for me. And so from day one, like it was really fun. And I recently begun, you know, going to a field and practicing just like if I had like a little bit of downtime, I'll like throw across a baseball or a football field just to see how it flies. And so then maybe that gives me a little bit of guidance as far as to like what it would look like on an actual course. But that's a, that's a choice. Like there, that there's no like 
like need to have to do that because I think most people know how to throw a disc or a frisbee. Like there is a familiarity with that. Whereas with golf, like I am still like maybe twenty percent at like hitting a golf ball when I wanted to. Like we're not even talking it going where I want to because that percentage drops way down for that. I'm talking just making connection with the ball where it doesn't just kind of like roll right in front of me or defies the laws of physics and goes backwards like that's that's what i'm talking about so sure so from like a skill standpoint i think that there's a familiarity with throwing some kind of disc or frisbee that benefits the game of disc golf because a lot of people can do it it's easy to play hard to get good at you're so prepared (laughs) (laughs) very good okay well i pose this question to you sir if there's an easier time at throwing a dead or if, if if frisbee golf comes easier to people is it not more impressive then as an accomplishment to be good at golf than it is to be good at frisbee golf and if and if there is such a thing as as accomplishment, if you care about accomplishment being a thing that matters to people, wouldn't that not then matter more? So, so. this so this is interesting, right? Because what we're talking about now, I don't even know the sentence. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I think I get it. No, like, no. okay. Well, what we're talking about now is the actual skills of the players themselves, and so your art. Is, is your question because it is harder to enter the game of golf from a like to go from the driving range to the golf course because you need to spend so much time on the driving range for comfortable playing on the golf course that it is more of an achievement to be good at to be really good at golf versus being really good at disc golf? Is that what I, you're I asking? Suppose- Yes. Yes. You're even more prepared at my responses than I am, Jeff. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. I'm just grasping at straws here. I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing stuff in the wind. That is okay. Well, so that's really interesting because what you're talking well to me, what you're talking about now is the players themselves and what they need to master as far as control of the objects that they are utilizing whether it be a a club and a ball or a disc so i don't know if i would make the argument that it is that one's necessarily easier than the other like i think i if if we're comparing top tier versus top tier Right. Like from a money standpoint, golf makes so much more money. But yes. like, but I mean, I think that disc golf players take into like they have to take into consideration a lot of variables, like a ton of variation that they have to control for and learn how to deal with. And Similarly, so do golf players. So I don't, I don't know if it's fair to say that one is more than the other. Like you have, you have your irons and correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it, the, as you get typically 
when you go up in irons, it is, um, it's it's meant to increase your distance, right, like, right. And so, so the shaplings are a little bit they're a little bit longer. So the driver is the longest club in the in the bag, and your your whatever your lob wedge is the shortest. Right. Um, that means that you can get more club head speed just due to the fact that the the shaft is longer. Um, you can really whip the shit out of it, and it can fly a lot further. Versus a right. wedge, you want to have a little bit more control over. Um, so there's it's more there's more variation, I suppose, in that the ball placement has to be a little bit different for each club. The swing's slightly different. Um, you have to know your own distances. You have to know all this stuff. And then sometimes you got to curve it to the left. Sometimes you got to curve it to the right. Um, I guess my argument is perhaps it takes a little bit more persistence to achieve mediocre success at golf rather than mediocre success in disc golf, which could perhaps show that people who tend to <laughs> like golf uh, have a little bit more, I don't know, uh, uh, who knows? I'm just trying to talk myself up right now because I got nothing. Um, <laughs> a little, little bit more uh, gumption. Not gumption. I don't know. It, it just takes a little bit more persistence. Or you have to be kind of manic like I am <laughs> to just obsess over stuff. Maybe I mean, one of I, think, I don't know. I, I, would agree. I think that it takes... It's a, an ex- a great example of persistence and grit. And it speaks a lot to, to golf players. But that's not what I'm talking about. Our debate. Wait, no, we, we can't. We can't. The defense can always be. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, come on, man. Wait a minute. I, I mean, I, I think if you're saying that golf, like, me, okay, so, we're, so we're, we have left the, the top tier and we're going to middle caliber now. Is that what you're, is that what we're? Like- yeah, we'll drop it down. Let's say let's say a, a person who plays a few times a week. A mediocre so, player. So someone who practices. Like football. Yes. Okay. Not, it's not what they spend the majority of their time doing. Okay. I think that I mean if you make the argument that you there was such a high barrier to entry and that you had to put in so many hours on the putting range or the driving range to then feel comfortable enough though and play golf. I can actually, I can see why you feel that way. But to your point, when you, when you said that you got it down, getting better was do you, if you had to compare learning and getting better, was it easier to get better or was it easier to learn? I think that they came at the same time. Because as you as you get better, you learn how to repeat those actions. It's all about repetition of the same thing, basically. Um, where I will give that to golf to disc golf players because they have the hyzer, they have the anhyzer, they got the putting, they got the throwing, they got yep. stable discs, they have unstable discs. There's different for every single. You can get away pretty much with golf with doing the same same swing. Um, over and over again. Now, the the more you experiment, the better you get. You can start to play around with it. However, disc golf, you, I mean, it, there, there's a few different throws that you have to do. There, there's the underhand. There's the. It, it's a little bit more complicated, I guess. Are you I are you guess. making my argument for me? I I suppose I am. However, <laughs> golf is just complicated in general. So it is overall the the basics of golf is more more complicated. However, frisbee golf, although it can be simpler to do does require you to learn how to do multiple types of... I'd say it's a wash. 
I say it's a wash. Okay. I don't know, man. Okay, let's. I have. I have a question. All right. I have a question for you. Are, do you watch a lot of the pro uh, uh, disc golf things on YouTube? I think I watch more than I am comfortable admitting, but yes, I do. I do watch it. Uh, a decent. I don't. I don't. I don't like admitting it, but I, I do watch it sometimes. Dude, I, I about a year ago, I got really obsessed with watching disc golf on YouTube because it's it's mindless. You just sit back and watch. It's great. Um, here's the thing: I like disc golf. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I I actually played it a few times. It's fun. I like watching it on YouTube. You know, Paul McBeth. I, my favorite player is that Eagle McMahon guy, just because he's got a cool name. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of these guys who are actually making a living at playing disc golf, which is cool. It's, it's you know, the popularity is growing. And yep. I guess the legitimacy of it's growing as well. Um, legitimacy I comes kind of with... Almost... Go ahead. I was just going to say, the legitimacy comes with more money into the sport, more and more professional, honestly, YouTube videos. Like, there yeah. is a channel that I watch exclusively now, which is like Jomez Pro. Like, the quality of their production is really good and so you don't have to suffer through kind of like bad angle like capture like shots and just like brainy video like they are high quality and i think that that helps sure yeah because they have the pro tracer on those it's mm-hmm. they have they have galleries they have everything um yeah and i think i think paul Macbeth is sponsored by adidas now which is pretty pretty cool he, he of course has all those disc sponsorships um i guess the thing I'm trying to get at. This might be a point for you. I'm giving I'm giving disc golf credit. It's more. It's almost a little bit more enjoyable to watch disc golf because it's 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 a lot lower key versus regular golf where you're watching Tiger Woods. This guy spent nothing but his life just hitting a golf ball. Uh, who has billions of dollars? Uh, you, I'll never be able to hit a golf ball as far as he can. I'll, I, you know, that just it's it's like watching a different sports almost even though they're playing mm-hmm. the same sports that we play um i think almost that pro golf hurts golfers regular golfers i think it hurts the sport it hurts the image i think that is a point against me versus i'm finding that the disc golf that i see on youtube is actually helping the sport with the production and the sponsorship and getting mm-hmm. the exposure out there so i think that if I were to watch one over and over again and for it to be a little bit more entertaining, because when you watch a golfer, you're just like, Oh, of course he hit it that way. That's, it's an incredible shot. Um, I could never do that. And it just, it's kind of boring. Disc golf is a little bit more exciting to watch. I will say, and I enjoy it more. And I've spent many an hour in my underwear watching disc golf on my laptop. I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did I miss the question? No, that's not, I'm just talking here. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you had a question for me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I did. Oh, do you, okay. Here's my question. I forget what I'm. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> got a little bourbon going. Um, my question would. Let's think of a question, Jeff. Um, do you think that? I guess I'm basically asking. Do you agree with me? I don't know. I'll be over here if you need me. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job. Thank demonstrating, you. Demonstrating demonstrating that, and I think you're right. You know, I. I I would argue not only does it does it like might it harm like might 
golf, professional golf harmed the sport from like an adoption standpoint. But I think also from those who play, I think that there is a bit of it impacts normal people playing as well. Yeah. Uh, I heard I heard this, I think, when I took the class, actually, um, there is a, you know, you watch Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy sit there and like kind of practice his shot like six or seven times and then you go and you practice your shot six or seven times and if you were the only one on the golf course that'd be fine right that's one thing if you're playing by yourself you have the entire course to yourself that's that's fine but there's there's not you have to keep pace of play you have to you know you have to keep the game moving and it's one thing to practice six or seven times and then hit the perfect shot that gets you to exactly where you want to go versus right. practicing six or seven times every shot and not going where you want it to go and then needing to hit more shots. So arguably the game probably has gotten longer because people are seeing these professionals and trying to imitate what they do. And then that is being seen when people are playing. Yeah, I agree. And it also impacts people on the golf. Okay, this is another point against my sport. I guess I guess the way I view golf is so different from the way that more people view golf. I my some of my favorite experiences playing golf were like on a Monday afternoon, like right around dusk time. I'm walking in the woods. There's no one around me, and it's just I like to play by myself because it's sort of it's a it's a practice in just calm. Because I because in order to hit a good golf shot, you have to be pretty calm. Um, and it's peaceful. It's sort of like a hike. It's it's a walk in the woods ruined by a little ball. That's what a lot of people say. That's what the title of the episode was, I think. Um, so to me, it was more of like a, a way to get in touch and to decompress with myself um, versus a way to compete against people around me. So uh, people who out they say Tiger Woods drives it this far. I drive it this far. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Um, it, it, it adds this sort of prestige to people's perceived personalities that they're good at golf. It's something that they use to enhance themselves. But really it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that it's an act of competing against yourself and okay. achieving something and finding just calm. That, that's what it's been for me, at least not something that you do to, you know, hang out with your friends and harass the cart girl and do all this other stuff that golf is known for. And maybe, maybe at its essence, I, I don't think it is. I'm hoping that at its essence, it is not that. I think golf is more so how I how I take it. I hope it is, um, but it has turned into and morphed into this macho white guy business thing. Guys on the golf course smoking cigars, you know, just bro fest. I guess but that's not what I enjoy about it. And I think that pro golf doesn't necessarily help that because a lot of the pro golfers, um, if you hear the the interviews they're kind of like they're into themselves they make millions of dollars playing a sport that's all they've done with their entire life so they think that they've achieved the world because that is their world and it's it's annoying honestly but that, that could go for any professional sport i guess meanwhile the guys who play disc golf i'm pretty sure a lot of them still have day jobs and they're just going out on the weekends doing this and i think they're yeah i mean i think that i think that the names that we you know, the Paul, Paul McBeth isn't doing it for sure. There are definitely people who make a living playing this game and, are, you know, definitely not as good a living as the top golf players. But right. I do think that there are some who are, who are getting by. Um, I think 
I don't want to debate the culture of golf per se because I don't like because to your point, your experience with it and your relationship with golf is not that, and so I don't think it's fair because like as much as I am not a fan of you know that type of audience, like I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair for the game of golf to be held like to compare to that standard. Sure. I think that I think that you know I love what you said that it's it's very zen. It is a chance to be outside if if especially if you're in a city and there's not a lot of opportunity to be outdoors. Like I think that it, it's a great you know great chance and reason to do that. Now, this is where my part comes in because I'm going to tell you that you can get the exact same thing with disc golf. And I would also make the argument that it is even more accessible because you can build one anywhere. Fair you can enough. Build, you can build one on. There are a lot of ski mountains here in Vermont have built them because they are some, it's something that you can do without interrupting the winter sports. And it's relatively low cost. You, you, you can take, you have to take down a couple of trees and, you know, clean the pathways, but in comparison to needing a full, you know, I don't know how many acres of golf courses. It's like, typically like, I don't know the acreage, but it's about, it's about a five to seven mile walk, depending on the size of the course. So okay. it, it's sizable. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Well, let me ask you, how would you feel about. A golf course that had that had what? Like a lot of trees. Sorry, my I've my hands are cutting in and out. So, no, you. That's okay. I, I'm wondering if my mic's a little bit too hot. Um, so the the place that I played most of my my, my uh, adult life playing golf was a place called Grant Park, um, and it was basically a golf course in the trees. In fact, the trees were planted around the golf course, so it's not like any were taken out. Um, and, and then they, they built the park around the golf course that was constructed. Um, and it's challenging, but, but it's not in a way where it's not like there's, there's a forest where if you hit it in, you lose the ball. It's, it's, oh, I got to hit the shot through some trees. It makes it a little bit more challenging. So sometimes you got to go low. Sometimes you got to go high. Um, I, I, it is make it makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, now I've seen from watching disc golf, trees are a main part of some of these holes where you have to either sandwich it right through the middle or there's a bunch blocking them. Um, yeah. So that does make it, you can put it pretty much anywhere. It's, you don't even have to put down the trees like you were saying. Um, and I do appreciate the fact that you are not going to criticize the people who play golf because that would be like minus 15 points for me. That would be, I would, I would automatically lose <laughs> if we got deeper into that. Um, no, I, I, you know, it, it's the, the essence of, of golf. And I think that, you know, there is a lot of it is replicated in disc golf and pays, I mean, arguably pays homage to, to golf. But I think that the fact that you can take golf and that feeling of Zen and walking in the woods and literally put it in the woods is great. You can have it on an open field. There are those that do. There are some golfers that double as disc golf courses. Like you can yeah. absolutely do that. But I think putting in the woods argue it's frustrating when you 
you know, have to spend a couple of minutes looking for one that didn't go the way that you throw it. But it's quite like I find it very meditative. I really enjoy walking through the woods and and throwing a disc. Do you play? I, I can't think of a better way to phrase it, but do you play by yourself? Or do you play with others? <laughs> I guess I started asking. I didn't know. Do you play alone? Uh, more times than not, I play by myself. Um, and whenever I go home, that's often, I often use it as a reason to, hmm. like, as an activity to, to kind of meet with friends and stuff because, because we, we like, like playing it. And it's great to sort of, have a really great catch-up session be interrupted by just throwing a disc every every once in a while right um but up here typically it's like i'll I'll come home from work and so i'll like play by myself every once in a while um i will join like the group ahead of me that's happened a couple of times um but yeah so most of the times i start off by myself Mm. do you play golf by yourself? I used to, yeah. I play. I know I have a golf buddy who I play with. Um, he actually went to your high school. You went to Springbrook, right? I did. Yeah, he went to Springbrook as well. Cool. Weird little thing we got going on here. That, that doesn't matter for the audience. They don't. It doesn't. Uh, no, but I play with him. We play every Tuesday. Um, we go out early, really early. Um, but I used to. I used to go out by myself on a on a weekday. Um, so it sounds like. Disc golf to you is what golf is to me. It's a, it's a, it's an escape, and it's a thing yeah. where you don't really think about stuff. All you have to do is think about the task of getting this thing from where I'm at to over there, either in the basket or in the cup. And it's sort of a, it's a challenge for yourself. Sometimes I play along with people ahead of me too, whether they like it or not. Um, but yeah, have, have you joined? Golf. Have you joined people in front of you before? Sometimes, sometimes they pair you up at the you course. Like if it's a busy day, they'll be like, "You, you're playing with this group here," um, and so you play with strangers all the time. Um, but yeah, I've never really, or, or I play through, or someone asks if I can join, or if they could join me. You know, so there are times we play with strangers, and that that can be interesting. That can be either fun or or the worst thing ever, um, <laughs> depending on who you get paired with. But yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's fine. It's cool. You get to talk to people. So. Do I'm a loner. Do you feel an added like? Do you feel a pressure to perform when you are paired with a stranger? I feel a, <laughs> especially with a stranger, <laughs> because it's the first time they're seeing how I perform. You know, you really gotta perform well. The worst is when you don't perform well with a stranger, and then they leave like, oh, "I'm not gonna perform with this guy ever again. He can't perform." The worst is when he performed too quickly. That's when it's the worst. Thing. <laughs> yeah, there, there is there is anxiety. Yes, there is. In all seriousness, um, yeah, because because you, especially if they're better than you, a lot of times they're cool and they know that people aren't as good as them. Um, but yeah, if you're playing with your friends and they, there's no expectations of having to be good, then you're fine. But for every reason, there's that, that added pressure to perform. Uh, when it's a stranger. So, do you? What yeah. about you and disc golf? Is there? Do you feel the same way? I find myself wanting to well, but also recognizing that like it's okay. Most like my thing right now is every once in a while I can hit, I can throw an amazing shot. And the thing right now that's misconsistency, 
which is what separates the pros from the the amateurs like to be able to do the same thing what you want every time that's that's what makes them professionals and they're you know they're gifted you know physical abilities to throw it hundreds of feet farther than me but um i find that i don't know i haven't played with I've never played with anyone that that made me feel inadequate because I couldn't perform. <laughs> that's good. They're, they're you know, generous player. I think that I think that that's. I mean, that's a culture thing, right? Because we because golf is so ingrained. There's no need like or like desire to grow the sport. Arguably, if you have a golf course to yourself, or like if the fewer players there are on a golf course, like the better the experience. Where yeah. that it, where that's like not me because there is a strong push to grow the sport and to um, get more people into disc golf. Now that's self-serving because the more people that get interested, the more eyes are watching YouTube, the more money that comes in. So there is, it's it all kind of works together right now. Um, but everyone that I talk to and play with, there is a lot of like encouragement and like understanding. Like oh, like I was there. A lot of giving tips in terms of like how you can be better and like the types of discs that you want to use and stuff like that. So, you know, I know that culture isn't something that should be a part of it, but I do feel the need to, to say that when I play people who, who most of them are better than me, I leave knowing, like learning so much more because they're just so generous with their, their time and their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really, really enjoyable. Interesting. Do you fear that with all this new exposure that disc golf is getting, that it will become less accessible because people can start to see that there is uh, potential profits from from having a disc golf course? Do you feel like that would? Do you think it's always going to stay free, um, or or mostly free, or do you feel like people will see the like like what happened to golf? Do you feel like people will see the business behind golf? Um, and then they'll exploit that. I don't know. Um, I hope not. I think that part of what makes it so accessible is that most of the time it is free. And they are they are built into establishments that are meant to be free. Mm-hmm. They're like like parks. Um, the for example, Delaware, every Delaware state park. Uh, I learned this from a friend of mine who I play with. Um, every Del- every state park in Delaware has a disc golf course. That's just really? built in. Yeah. So I think that it it is a low impact in terms of what you like the lands like the landscape that you need to change to implement. And it's a it's a draw for people to come and use these public lands Hmm. so i i don't know i think because of the way that it's structured and because like i think there probably will be um you know well like really well maintained professional level courses but i also think that there will still be ones that are easily accessible because of the low footprint if you will that they have on on land like you can have a you can have a park and make use of a space that's not really being there's not a lot of foot traffic and turn it into a disc golf course and now you've got people going there. Hmm. 
I think the experience yeah. may get a little less enjoyable if like you have to wait, you know, and like wait in line to play. Like right. just like in golf, I don't I don't love it when there's a group right behind me because like worst. I, I get worst. so anxious. Right. Like I yep. like if if I lose a ball or if I don't if I don't know exactly where it lands, like I I'm more often than not I'm I have so much anxiety about the other people behind me wait that I'm like, forget it. It's gone. Like if I had given it like 20 seconds, maybe I could have found it, but that's too much. Like, and so maybe if the sport got really popular in there then, and that begins to happen, but I don't know if it'll ever completely not be free. I don't, I I think the more I think about it and what separates the two sports, you know what, Jeff, I'm going to, you, you, you win this debate. You win because the people who have the amount of time and money to get really good at golf and to spend a lot of their time on the golf course and to clog it up are people with means. And that might be why the culture changes because the culture is not necessarily reflective of the sport, but it's more reflective of the, the main culture that, inhabits the sport which tends to be affluent people most most professional golfers are the kids of wealthy people who could pay for all the lessons and things like that but this golf has to its advantage the fact that it's easily accessible it's easily learnable it's it's everywhere also a little known fact every uh state park in delaware has a disc golf course every state park in delaware or in new jersey uh has a dirty syringe that's a different <laughs> but it's true um so stay in Delaware. Um, I know that was stupid. Okay, I'm sorry. Eddie, I think you win. I'm just I'm grasping it. You win, Jeff. You win. You win. You win. Golf at its best is not what golf is. A disc golf is perfect in every way. <laughs> I actually want to start playing more. I, I've been investigating getting discs just because I started watching that stuff and it just seems so fun. Um, I don't know. And I, I think, played once, and I was terrible at it. But I do play. I play catch with my dad with a regular whammo style frisbee. Um, so I know how to throw a disc. But yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to explore. I think it's worth checking out. We didn't get to talk about it, but like you know, you can you can finish a course in like an hour, hour and a half, right? Like if you have more time, you play it through again. But like you know, you don't have to commit four hours to to playing. Yeah, and so it's. You know, find a time after work. You can play a couple of holes. The the courses aren't that big. They're kind of built on top of each other. And if you're if you finish like nine holes and you're just like, all right, like I'm home, like you can go home. There's no like, especially because it's free. It's like well, pay for it, so I can leave whenever I want. You no, know, like I gotta get the most money. Like I gotta get the most golf because I pay to play this round. So like I'm gonna play the round. Yeah. Damn. Do you, have a, do you have a closing statement or do you want to just give me some mercy right now? I think that I I love what golf means to you. And I didn't I didn't want to have this conversation to to just shit on golf. So I hope that, that I hope that that's not not what came through. Because honestly, I think that a lot of what you love about it is what I really enjoy about disc golf. And so I think, I think all I really wanted to, sh- to, to talk about was that 
the same things that we really love are the, the same things that we love are found in both. And then on top of that, there are other things that I think um, give disc golf a little bit of an advantage. So that's my closing <laughs> statement. Fuck, that was good. Uh, you tugged to my heartstrings and then you beat me over the head. That was great. <laughs> that was beautiful. I think that uh, I think that you and I are uh, we're very similar people. Well, first of all, we got the same name. Mm-hmm. I've ne- never met a mean Jeff. Also, how many times since that that jump or whatever that twenty two Jump Street movie came out, how many times have people come up to you and said my name is Jeff? Has that ever happened to you? I haven't had that happen to me. I've have had people tell me to lick the furry wall. That's from. Um, Oh man, what was that movie? It had the. It had it was like the Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall, the the guy like like the character, the one that she cheats with. That character has his own movie. Oh, get him to the Greek. Yes, that one. That's right. I don't know how I knew that. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> that people harass you like that. No one should ever tell you to do that ever. And next time they do, I. It was only. You carry pepper spray with you. No, it's all hand sanitizer now. Oh, that works. That'll burn. But I care. I think that I think only one guy is to do that, and he was an avid golfer. Oh, that now okay now I that that alone would have proved the point. <laughs> no, he was an avid golfer. Oh. I, I I we played we played together because like we we would go like after after our internship. Yeah, um, it was so much fun. Like sixteen dollars, play until the sunset. Yeah. Um, with 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 a cart, so with really with the cart, yeah. a lot of them don't let you do that. Yeah, this was in yeah. Delaware. We, I mean, we we paid to drive the cart. Let's be honest, but right, yeah, it was really fun. So I I too enjoy golf. That I I too enjoyed disc golf, and I think we should spend a day sometime doing both together. And I, I will not judge your performance. All right, even if even if mine's short, I hope you don't judge mine. Okay, it's... that was weird. <laughs> Jeff, I'm so sorry. Every time we hang out. God, I, my closing statement, I, let me think of one. Huh. I guess what this has shown me. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so excused. I keep saying it like it's going to help my case. I guess, at our essence, Jeff, you and I are thoughtful people. And most Jeffs are. Jeff Goldblum. I can't think of him. Jeff Ross. Actually, no, he's. I don't think so. He's kind of. We don't need to talk about him. Um, we're thoughtful people. We enjoy time alone in the woods. We enjoy. We enjoy using our hands. This is getting creepy. We enjoy Zen things. We enjoy beer and bourbon. I didn't even know that Costco sold beer. Had I known Some, that, I would have been there. Ones Some in do? Maryland don't. See, like. DC DC sells sells alcohol. Some just sell beer and wine. Others sell beer, wine, and liquor. See, that's incredible. I didn't know. So you can go there. Do they, do they sell it in bulk too? Yeah, this is bulk. Wow. Kirkland, oh, yeah. ironically enough, Kirkland golf balls were like the greatest golf balls ever, and, and they were about a third of the price of Titleists. And now, then they stopped making them. And if you find a Kirkland golf ball, you're not supposed to use it. You're supposed to keep it. For whatever reason, like a weird, it's a weird thing. I, I had one, but then I used it and I lost it immediately. 
<laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So uh, more, eh, see, we're not, it's not so bad. And Buffalo Trace is like twenty bucks a bottle. Does that make it better? Sure. I don't know. I just want you to like me, Jeff. I don't know. That's all. I just want to be friends. I feel bad that I feel bad that you're so angry at golf, and I want to make it better. <laughs> oh well. Okay, you win. I'll give it to you. You you win. You win. Anything else you want to say that would that would prove your point, or you? How do you feel? I no. I just I enjoyed the discussion. Honestly, like that was it was really fun. I like hearing about why people love to do the things that they do. So, yeah. I didn't see this as a, a win or lose thing. So well, I just I just I wanted to discuss a, the merits. So I saw it as a direct loss and I'm not gonna sleep tonight for it. So I, I appreciate your time. Uh, <laughs> this has been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it from Mr. Jeff Lou. Let's hear it from him. Wait, you if you want to be on the show any other time, you let me know because you have been an avid listener. And, uh, whatever you want to do. You let me know. I would I would love to. I feel, you know. I feel like I should come up with a more substantive topic next time. But <laughs> this was good. This was good. I was not prepared at all. You were very prepared. Um, or we could just be on. You could be on as a guest if you want to. If you want to be subjected to my question. Sure. Okay. okay. I love right. that. Cool. We'll do it. I'm looking at my picture here. For the listeners, we're on Skype right now. All you can see is just my face and then a black background. I look kind of like a weird. I feel like I'm in the. <laughs> That Bohemian Rhapsody music video where it's just the head singing. I'll try to upload this onto YouTube. Okay. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, you shut down. Okay. Oh, wait. No, am I gone? No, we're good. Are you here? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Any last words to the, to the adoring fans? No, I'm good. Keep listening. <laughs> Couldn't have said it myself.